This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Hello there. Hello, darling. (laughs) How are you? I am well. Yay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, this morning I was just like, okay, so before I have anyone on the podcast, it's, you know, I go through like a little process before like asking people or inviting people. And I've had a couple people who've been like referred to me and, you know, my partner's like, oh, you should talk to this person or this person or like some people Mm -hmm. that are like a person of influence or whatever that means um, have, you know, I've talked to and interviewed and that kind of thing. But what I notice is that I really prefer to select the people that I'm going to talk to because when I've had people reach out to me, it's like, I don't know, like, have you ever been in that position where you're just kind of living your life, doing your thing, and somebody else sees you, like, on a a pedestal, on a platform, and you're like, how the fuck did I get up here? Right, who put me here? I'm minding my business. Literally all the time, Keisha. Like, I'm like, why are you putting me there? Like, I'm just doing me. Don't put me there, because I'm liable to fall off because it's a pedestal that you built you know and I'm not aware that I'm up there you know what I'm saying so exactly my life I'm just put me on the pedestal I fall off the pedestal you create it and you upset with me for some reason for not knowing I was even up there you know what I'm saying exactly you you created that that's your projection of precisely who I am you know yeah I've had that happen to me but that's because we're attractive energies Right. <clears throat> when you're in attraction, attractive, I wonder what did I do? Your human design, you're a generator, right? Uh, yes, is that I what? Am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're a natural source of energy. So people are naturally drawn to you, and you'd be like, "What? What? What? What?" Mm. But what they're looking to do is to draw from your energy source because most people mm. are in their power. Mm-hmm. So they come to you for source, as opposed to going to source for energy source energy they come to you right Mm. so that's what like um you know light workers are we hold the space for people who aren't aware quite yet how to hold that space themselves yet with spirit you know so when you are that person you're like wait whoa I'm just naturally light right like I'm just naturally source Mm -hmm. aren't you too so when people come up to you you like I thought you was source too you know like I had the understanding that we were all light. like I don't you know like don't just come to me for it but they're like moths to flames when they don't know their own light and and I only know that because I've been a moth you know like Mm. 
Um, I've been somebody who didn't quite know their light, you know, um, and know their own power. So I was just drawn to other sources, not Mm. knowing, you know, the power of my own energy. That's why it's Mm -hmm. so important. That's why I do what I do. So people can know who they are, you know, like, right. If you know that you're a natural, naturally you're an energy source and people are going to just like attach to you and drain the out of you, you know, you're going to be more protective of your energy when you know that you're a non-energy source you're going to know that you're that person who draws energy right and know that you can be a drain to others if you're unaware of your attachments right Right. like it's fine if you attach to the right energy source but if you attach to somebody who ain't ready Mm -hmm. to experience that and they're like wait whoa that's why we feel like overwhelmed like that that's why you're like I would rather pick who comes on that way I know who's plugging into my source that way I know how much energy is going to be exchanged I know how much energy is going to be received yep um but you're aware you know what I'm saying like that's what happened when you woke as fuck (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) exactly exactly no Mm -hmm. I totally I totally agree and I think that when I think about you know, people that have been on or people that, you know, I've reached out to, um, people that I've reached out to that I just followed on social media and didn't really know beforehand. When Mm -hmm. I got a chance to talk to them, it was like, yep, yep, yep. You're exactly what I expected you to be, or you have Mm -hmm. the exact energy that I, that I hoped you would have. So Mm -hmm. it's like, versus having people who've reached out to me um, and said, Hey, you know, are you looking for guests on your podcast? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I am, but let me check out your page. Let me see your website. Let me see what you're about, like without really mm. knowing. And I'll usually do like a discovery call with them where I'm like going to spend like 10, 15 minutes just kind of talking to them, filling them out to kind of see what their vibe is. Because mm. for me, the intention of the podcast when I started it in 2018 was and is to just be like an ear hustle to conversations that just naturally Mm -hmm. happen between people that are in alignment with me that's literally what it is and it's interesting because for a while I was gonna call it that I was like it's gonna be called ear hustle or ear hustling that would have been dope you know what I mean so I left I left it as working title because I I like that too (laughs) I yeah you know I was like I left it as working title because I'm like at any time I could change this if I wanted (laughs) um you know what I mean like it's not it's branded but it's not like branded branded it it definitely has like some flexibility so I and I also was like oh that's kind of clever but that's literally what I wanted the the listener to experience is like they just happen to be sitting close enough to hear like a really dope conversation happening between two people or some of the episodes are just me having conversations with myself which you know can also be pretty impactful so Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's like uh yeah and I also like to just like warm up the mic with natural conversation before we like dive in dive in yeah so I have to give you the same spiel that I give everyone else, which is to let you know <laughs> that um, this podcast is being recorded remotely, as you already are aware, and will most likely be archived and released at a later time. So also for you to know that this is a safe space, this is an open space, you can take up as much or as little as you like, you can use whatever language or communication style that fits you. 
And um, I will ask questions to kind of guide the conversation. I also kind of feel like that will not likely be necessary with you just because <laughs> I feel like you're talking to yourself and he I'm talking more. to myself. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like talking to him here, like, oh, right. this is just yeah. you over in another state, in another city. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I do want to give <clears throat> you a chance to introduce yourself for the listeners just by telling us your name, where you're from, and what you stand for. Awesome. I am Giovanna Gigi Evans. I go by Gigi just because my name has been butchered so much. Um, But (laughs) Gigi is really simple for people to understand. And um, I'm a yoga instructor and self-love coach. I guess you could call that my occupation, but I call it my service. Um, I stand for service. I stand for service uh, um, from using my gifts that I'm given from God, right? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like we all have um, a purpose. I believe that you should be not just in purpose, but on purpose too. And I believe in an intentional life, leading an intentional life, Um, because it just, it's just a thing to do. It's what, (laughs) that's what I feel most passionate about. Um, Is that, did I cover all of those? those You did. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, there's a, there's no wrong answer for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes when, um. And I know that this is a cancer thing that mm-hmm. we take, we take things very seriously. So literally. When, <laughs> and so we take things very seriously and very like intentionally. And yeah. I think it's, it, it's just, it comes from that place of, I think that the part of us that is naturally a nurturer wants to make sure that everyone else's needs are being met. And mm-hmm. I know like if I'm asked to like show up for, an event or speak on a panel or whatever I'm like okay I need like two hours before to mentally prepare for whatever yes. it is I'm about to do yeah but, but what's interesting is that whenever I show up I always go off script I never do probably oh my god me neither of what <laughs> that, I prepare I think that's what makes me so anxious so Keyshawn is like everybody be like plan 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 and I'm like, but why waste all this time planning when I'm just going to fucking show up like and do whatever I want anyway? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, it, it like blows my mind. I'm like, I don't want to plan because I'm not going to follow it. And then I'm being pissed at all the time. <laughs> time I spent planning for something that I didn't even do, you know? And it just, that like gives me massive frustration. And you know, I think we do that because- okay. We, I think we do that partially because we forget mm-hmm. how much better we are at certain things. We forget that when you have a natural ability to do something, that your 70% is someone else's 100%. Oh, or your thirty percent is someone else's hundred percent. Yes, they like Gigi. Both folks can't do what you do. Like, quit <laughs> trying to make people you. You know, right, and I'm like, right. but it's so easy. 
easy and they like it's not it's easy for us and I think that's I think that's the different that's how I know that's one of the questions I always ask people is how do you know when you're really walking in your purpose how do you Mm -hmm. know what does that look like because for me I know when I'm walking in my purpose when it's effortless yeah meaning when I set aside Mm -hmm. all the planning Mm -hmm. and preparation that I think I'm supposed to be doing because Mm -hmm. that's what you're supposed to do is plan and prepare and you're going to be on a panel you're going to be on a podcast you're going to be on a show you got to plan and it's like I really don't oh actually um Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. once I get into that space that's been created for me I'm just going to show the fuck up and whatever comes out of me is going to be exactly what's meant to come out of me because I've already really? opened yeah. myself <laughs> up to be a channel for this information and this inspiration to come through me. So I actually don't need to prepare. I just need to show up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like when you are being though, authentic and transparent and just allowing yourself to be used how could you go wrong right Right? I I like to abide by the rule that um as long as I'm doing you know living my um an honest life and staying Mm -hmm. connected Mm -hmm. like whatever come out of me is the right choice Right. Whatever decision I make, whatever choice I make is the right one. Right. Because I'm I'm being honest about it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you're being honest, when it just don't feel like like you said, like you're efforting. I cannot right. stand to effort towards something. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it either comes to you and you can like feel it, you know. I I think that's what really made me fall in love with yoga. The mm. fact that I could feel my way into a space of change. And it was like, because I was, I used to be addicted to just feeling, right? Mm. Like that was like um, dope to me. Like that was crack. Mm-hmm. If I could feel love, right? Um, what I considered at that point love immensely, constantly it was like an addiction to me, you know? And I'm just like, whatever form that took, because um, it takes different forms for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Some people is food, you know? Some people have, you know, feel love from food because food mm-hmm. is love, you know? It's God's gift. God give us a, like something to put in our body for sustenance and that, mm-hmm. what a gift, right? And we want to feel that love because there's comfort that comes from sustenance so Mm -hmm. we want to feel that love same with sex you know or or drinking you know like it just puts you in a space to where you can feel open enough comfortable enough to receive love a lot of us don't feel deserving of that and Mm -hmm. and comfortable receiving love you know I put that a question like that on my um IG the other day I put are you okay receiving love I have such mm-hmm. a hard time receiving love like it is yeah. the hardest thing I've, I've been working for a while now on being able to receive love um healthy love you know mm-hmm. because of what I had conditioned in my brain to what love was 
Right. You know, and then finding out that all that shit was toxic, right? Mm. Like all the <laughs> oh my God. all the things that I thought were love were toxic. I was like, oh my God. God. Like, yeah. You know? It's almost like like when you said used to be addicted to just feeling love, like I, you know, like, like I'm a recovering love addict. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about when you think of, you know, any type of addiction, whether it's food or toxic relationships or drugs mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is, that you're always going back seeking and hoping to feel what you felt the first time. Right. And oftentimes the first time felt good because you never felt it before even though you didn't know that it was poison, even though you didn't know that it was toxic, even though you didn't know what the actual outcome was going to be was at the Mm -hmm. time, because I literally can resonate with that when I look at my own past and I'm like, I really normalized toxicity so that I could stay addicted to it. It was like, Mm -hmm. well, this is normal. Everybody has doesn't yeah. everybody have abusive relationships? No. Yes. No. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> doesn't everyone Girl. cheating on them all the time? No, that's not right? how you guys no. are doing it. That's okay. not a thing. Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought that was just the way it was. I thought. Doesn't everybody have like abandonment issues in their relationships? Yeah. No, that's not right. Thing. So, it's like yes. getting to that place where I normalized it so much that I would like make excuses for it and Mm -hmm. even when you know because I have a friend who's kind of like going through a heartbreak right now and she's at that very very fresh open wound stage of like heartbreak and I was listening to um, a reading yesterday and it was talking about this idea that when the heart is ready to heal it pushes things out of it you know it removes the the wounds and it removes the pain automatically and sometimes if we're not like conscious of the fact that that's happening we're going out seeking something else like to solve it to soothe it instead of just like letting it just be maybe broken for a little bit maybe letting the heartbreak just be heartbreak for a little bit without trying to like move into something else because I think when we move in to the next you know, feel not feeling, but to the next experience too quickly. And I use quickly you're still like, quotations. Mark. You're still wrong. You're still wrong. It's like so, uh, your your father says something, and when he was reading Proverbs, it wasn't this past this past Sunday, but it was one before. Mm-hmm. And I just oh, it lit me up, honey. I was so inspired that whole week just because he said there's a empty space in your heart. And you feel God with it, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's what happens with toxic relationships, right? We feel that hole in our heart that's supposed to belong to our connection to a higher source right. with some toxic understanding and love due to our human condition. And it literally causes damage and trauma to that hole because it's not supposed to be in there. It's like right. trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, you know, right. like it's just homie, it's not going to happen, but right. you pound your way through and you've created damage there. Right? right. So then you, once you get that square peg out of that hole, 
there's damage that's been done. You got to scrape that hole out, you know, get the infection out, smooth the damage, mm. you know what I'm saying? And then you refill it with God's love and just like let that pour into you and whatever relationship that um, you get into after that is homogenized, right? Mm. It's, it, it, it don't, do, it's not, a, it's, a, it's a round peg inside mm-hmm. of a round hole. It's just going to go right in there and you got all of God's love just lubricating that, right? Like right. just making that ready to receive that physical manifestation of what God has put here for you, which is love, right? Like there is a physical manifestation of love, but all things in moderation and no thing should be abused, right? That's what makes it toxic is the fact mm-hmm. that it's abused, right? I mean, right. any medicine, you know, cocaine is a medicine. Right. We abuse it and make it a drug. You know, love is a medicine. We abuse it and make it hate, you know, Mm. like it's, it's so many things that were put here for us in the form of love that we've abused and created the toxic exchange of what it would be if it was abused, Mm. right? Like there are, all things are sent to us as humans perfect. Mm -hmm. And we ruin the shit by abusing it instead of using all these different forms in moder- of love in moderation to keep us full, right? And when, we, and when we're not full on that, we go straight to source, yeah. right? You don't abuse what's put here for you. Right. Um, you. You trust in the fact that what is for you is going to just come and it's going to be effortless and is going to be just, natural and flow like it's about flow this whole existence is about finding flow Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. how many times have I resisted or you resisted the flow and it just caused massive chaos right like it it do way more damage it's like if if it's a a hurricane and the boat just ride the wave of the Mm. storm as opposed to being docked and all the waves just hit it and hit it mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. You cause them more damage. Let go, bitch. Like go with the flow. Which, you know what which, I'm saying? Like literally, what the fuck? What right. you trying to do here? Let right. the dock go. Flow right. with the wave. You might end up Gucci on the other side when right. the storm settles. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, but it's so hard as humans because we have these attachments two mm-hmm. things that we quote unquote call love love right right you know? we mm-hmm. we we're seeking ways to fill that that god-shaped source-shaped hole yep. Yep. and thinking and this is the humanness of us is like well i'm sure there's another way that I can feel this, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, right. God source, you know, whatever, yada, 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 blue, spirit, okay, that's mm-hmm. cool, but I'm sure yeah. there's got to be another way, especially, yes. especially when we've experienced what I would consider to be like um, a loss that we didn't prepare for, you know what I mean? When people go mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. an unexpected loss and they're like, hold up now, if this is the, the God-shaped hole that's in me, and this loss happened, God must not be here. So let me go find yes. something else. Yep. Let me go find something else to fill this. Let me go find something else to soothe this this hurt. And what's so interesting is that nothing fills it 
the way that that source love, that way that that mm, God mm, love feels mm, it. Nothing mm, feels mm, it mm. with certainty and with perfection. Nothing feels yeah. it like that. Because Nothing. even when we go out seeking love in like romantic form, there's there's always a part of us that's like, I wonder how long it's going to last before mm-hmm. this doesn't fill me up anymore. You know, especially once we've experienced that first, you know, break, that first disappointment, that's, that kind of stays in, in a way, just as a reflection, like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying this romantic shit again and Mm -hmm. it seems really cool, but I've also reduced the amount of space I have available in me for this romantic love to enter. Honestly. Yeah. You know, like I'm having trouble with that now, you know, I got divorced last year and I'm not saying that I want to go get in another guy knows. I don't want to be <laughs> <clears throat> in that so soon, mm-hmm. you know, but I like companionship. Mm-hmm. I like to kick it with people, you know, of the opposite sex or just like, whatever, you know, um, <laughs> um, but I just have the darndest time trusting that I'm going to be all right in this and like kind of letting go. So I'm like super guarded with that. I, I suppose it'll come in time. Like the more I heal, I'm in no rush, like I said. Right. But it's just, I am not receptive of whatever that... <laughs> Whatever that energy exchanges, I'm not willing to give it right now. I'm just, mm. and I don't know what really what to do about that. So I don't think about it often. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh well, I guess I'd be bothered with a human," you know. <laughs> but the type of like, you know, the type of life we lead is just like mm-hmm. I could take a walk in the forest and be full. You know, like I don't need. I don't necessarily need those things, but I think about that and I'm like, will I ever be able to connect again? (laughs) Um, Just because of how traumatic the last one was. And it was, it was traumatic in a way to where it was unimaginable traumatic, right? Mm. It was, it wasn't the kind of thing like you sit up and you think up like this can go this way and this mm. can I didn't think that up at all and mm-hmm. <laughs> um I was just kind of a participant mm. in another person's projection so it, wow. this is the first time in my life I have been in control of my narrative and my mm. story so this is really I'm just laying it one brick at a time because I want the foundation to really be set this yeah. time. I want it to be built off of my truth, not somebody else's pedestal. You know? Um, you so said just... a full, <laughs> like, reflective statement that I just need people to hear is I was a participant. I was a participant in another person's projection. Yeah. Like so many times, if I think about my own experience, how many times I was a participant in another person's projections, especially when we think about the, the roles that we play as human beings, as women, as mothers, as sisters, as daughters, as aunties, as co- like, 
as yoga practitioners, as podcasts, as all the things, like how many times have we been a participant in other people's projections? And I, I think about that so frequently because I'm at a, a stage in my life where I too have reached the place where I'm like, let me just say, when people say like something happens when you turn 40, it ain't no bullshit. Like something <laughs> literally changes in your actual <laughs> genetic code when uh-huh. you turn 40, where you just embrace, fuck it. Like, fuck it. I don't care if you, mm-hmm. you don't like what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I don't care. You don't like my hair. You don't like what I'm saying. Fuck it. I don't care. Fuck it. I'm 40. Yes. What you gonna do? I'm 40. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> right. You know, right. what are you right. gonna do? You can't, I can't get a whooping. I can't get on punishment. You can't <laughs> right. fire me. Like, <laughs> fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, All you get to play. Yeah. And uh-huh. It doesn't have to, you know, wait till you're 40. It just happened for me. No, I know. I, you know, for me, like, it was 35. There you go. Whenever baby. When that 35 hit, I was like, I, uh, what? What? I'm I sorry. Mm-mm. 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 No, I don't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to. And I realized right. that a, a lot of that came from, you know, programming where, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, like recovering from perfectionism is understanding that what is perfect for me may not be perfect for anybody else. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. What's perfect Mm -hmm. for me is based on my own projection of what I want for my life, what I want my life to look like, what I want my, you know, relationships to look like my business, my et cetera. And so I think that sometimes when we take a moment to really reflect and say, I was addicted to love. I was Mm -hmm. overusing and abusing love. I made love into something that we became actually toxic for me, the way that I was engaging in it. And I was a participant in other, in other people's projections. Those are a lot of realizations and revelations to have. And so <laughs> to allow yourself to be in that space of knowing is going to automatically make you move at a more intentional pace before you explore that type of love manifestation again and I Mm -hmm. think what's interesting is that sometimes we put timelines on things that aren't meant to be timed Mm -hmm. you know I went through an experience where I was in a toxic relationship situationship bullshit ship that lasted (laughs) for like six and a half years of Mm -hmm. my life you know went through the we together we not together we live together, but we're not really together. We together, but we're not really together. But we are, but we aren't. But we like, went through that shit. <laughs> yeah, we best yeah. friends now, but we low keys also benefits. Like I went through that shit mm-hmm. for six and a half years of my life, and then source stepped in and literally started stripping things away from me to the point where all I had was me. Yeah, and that was the moment that I was like, oh, okay. I need to reframe, rebuild, and recreate what love actually looks like Mm -hmm. for me. And it took deep dives and it took a lot of work. And I also was at a place where I'm like, I ain't even got no time for no romantic bullshit. I got, look, I'm on the path. Mm -hmm. I got this business going. I got this podcast popping. I'm doing this, da da da. My son's cool. I ain't got no time for that. And then it was like, Source was like, well, here you go, boo-boo, because I created this person. 
And when I tell you, like, Source was like, Keisha, I'm about to blow your mind because I'm actually going to put somebody in front of you that's been in your life for almost 20 years. And because I had a misconstrued and misrepresentation of what love looked like, I never even saw them until I did. And that was a moment where I was like, okay, (laughs) this is what that God-shaped hole can also look like. And it was a beautiful moment for me. So I, you know, I don't really tell my love story often with my partner because it's so sacred and um and it's just you know and but now and now when I reflect on it I'm like wow that was almost two years ago mm-hmm. and when I say like time time lines that we create we sometimes create because we're afraid of something happening too soon or something taking too long and it's when we look up away from that timeline that God steps in and is like you know I'm, I'm still running your show right okay Cool. you know we co-creating this shit okay cool because I know right. you thought you were doing it alone but you're not <laughs> you're not yes it's fine you go over there right I'm that's, keep piloting so, this that's ship. so my vanity <laughs> that's so my vanity like that's so my ego thinking you know stepping in like okay we we in charge of this like we do this we got right. this and bitch you every time God give you the wine you fuck up like get let God <laughs> drive <laughs> for a minute you know what I'm saying like just chill chill be a passenger be you know there be present for this this journey that guy has planned as opposed to trying to dictate where it's going you know and and control where it's going manipulate and do the things that I'm I'm used to for surviving instead of living and thriving you know Mm -hmm. um I'm in a whole different mode. This ain't about keeping my head above water or making sure I don't drown. This is knowing that there's no way I could drown because I got God's love. Like, this is a whole, like, not not what a bitch is used to. When I tell you this, <laughs> you talk about two years, you talk about timelines. You talk, I mean, I went from a 10-year career and uh, a 13-year marriage to a divorced entrepreneur, single mom, like, in two years. Like, that's, that's the way my life shifted, because it mm-hmm. was like, you not, you know what? You not lying no more. Like you mm. said, like, you just got stripped away. It was just was like, you don't get to lie. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you that don't that that's not even how you're gonna operate. Cause that's not you. That's not that's not what I put you here for. You the truth. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I had to be the truth and be honest about everything. And it like when I'm talking about fall from grace, you know what mm. I'm saying? It was like this massive fall from grace because Gigi was always goals. You know what I'm saying? Like it was whatever, whatever it was. I had the bag first. I had the husband first. I had mm-hmm. the kid. I had the career. I had I had the check, tick, tick, tick. I was ticking everything off the box. And then it's when you get to that point where you see that mm-hmm. 
it's not a that's not the definition of success that's not what that looked like that that may be what you it's projected to look like but it's Mm -hmm. not what it feels like it don't feel success don't feel that way right and that is when you get to the top and you just sit in there and you like man this shit don't even feel good you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. don't even feel like it's right you know and you just like looking at it and it wasn't a you I didn't have the appreciation for it because I was not present in its making you see what I'm saying when you're a part of another person's projection you're a participant in somebody else's projection you didn't have shit to do with the building the construction of it so you don't even really understand how you got to where you are you like I didn't have anything to do with this Mm. I'm just here wow you know what I'm saying and God's sitting there looking at you like bitch Okay, what? I you you know what I'm saying? Like, I for at what point, at what floor in mm. the building was you gonna realize that you ain't had shit to do with the building of that building? What floor? Mm. The 19th floor, the 20th floor, the 30th floor. Here you are on the tip of the fucking tower now, just not realizing that you just got plopped mm. inside of a building that had no drip, not a drip of your idea in construction. So Mm. it was like, wow, okay, that wasn't my manifestation. It's got to go. So when it's like when you remove the cornerstone of any building, that bitch going to crumble, you know, and I removed that cornerstone and saw it really wasn't built on nothing because it wasn't mine. Right. So I had to like really restart. I mean, I'm from the and and sometimes you look up, Keyshawn. It's like you said, the mm-hmm. the time about the timelines. Sometimes you look up at a building, you be like, damn, when they get there, right? But, like it'll be a high rise, it'll be a high rise or something, and you like you're like, do they just man, plop the whole like building just, now? Already constructed they put that whole thing, up. <laughs> but it it be like that. Right. It be like that, you know. Um, just like it say, God built the universe in seven days. I believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe it when when it's deliberate and the construction is focused, and you're paying attention to what's being built. You don't need no whole lot of time, right? You know what I'm saying? Because we cooking with grease now. We making <laughs> we making this work, right? Um, because we focus. It, it is deliberate and intentional. That's Mm -hmm. why intentional living is so important because you are deliberate about each step, each, you know, that every moment, every decision that you make in each moment of your life is dictating the future. Right. Right. So when you move with intention, your life going to be lit because you know that every second you live in moments of litness or or Mm -hmm. greatness that next moment is going to be great. Great begets great. Right. That's simple math. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you out here putting out evil, that's why I love your father's proverbs, man. It's like, it's like I just be sitting there like common sense though, G. Like, you know, you you good begets good, bad begets bad. Like, if that's mm-hmm. what you putting out, that's what you get. I mean, basic, basic 
we learned that when we kids. You know what I'm saying? You slapping other kid in the head, the kid gonna slap you back in yours. You know right. what I'm saying? Like and it's gonna be a repercussion. Right? They might <laughs> yes, just catch you maybe, off guard one day. Right? <laughs> they might just, but just it know it's a consequence. Know that it's coming. You know what I'm right? saying? <laughs> <laughs> know that it's coming. <laughs> you know, like. Hey, it might bop you upside your head 10 years later, but you knew it was coming. That's why you don't do ill because it might not instantaneous. Your karma might not be instantaneous. Mine tends to be pretty instantaneous. Mm-hmm. These, I, da- these, these days, days I know better exactly it's almost <laughs> like I'm paying attention and it's you know it's funny because <laughs> I remember being a kid and getting in trouble for like lying about something and my dad mm-hmm. was like you he was like I remember him saying mm-hmm. what how, how did it feel when you when you told me that lie and I was like what do you mean he's like how did it feel and I was like it felt good and he was like no it didn't I was like actually I felt like I had the boo-boo and he was like, exactly. He was like, that, <laughs> that's in your stomach telling me you got shit coming out of your mouth. So just be quiet. Just tell the truth. And I was like, oh, okay. My dad always came through with the lessons. Always oh, came through with the lessons. I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't feel good when you don't do good. Oh, okay. Simple. Yeah. Simple lessons. Yeah. Here. But no, that's real. And I mean, you, you, you hit so many so many notes for me as I was listening, especially when you said, you know, that when we're not present for the making, you know, or when we're not present for the, I guess, even the creation of something, when it has nothing to do with us, sometimes it takes us a moment to realize, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just in this, but mm-hmm. I'm, this is not of me. This didn't yeah. come of me. I didn't, I didn't deliberately create this because mm-hmm. while we're all co-creating with source with universe with god it's a co-creative relationship source Mm -hmm. never clocks out sometimes we do consciously we think Mm -hmm. oh i ain't deliberately creating right now i am i'm sad i'm angry i'm whatever i don't have time (laughs) for deliberate creation right now and source is like oh okay but you don't realize that i'm still co-creating with you so whatever kind of bullshit you are over there creating I'm co-creating that too. So you're going to get more of that. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's not what you asked for. So when you think like, like what you said about, you know, good begets good and, you know, evil or negativity begets, you know, negativity. Sometimes I think when I look back at my own life, there's times when I now from this place of knowing, I can say this negative thing happened or this bad thing happened. And now I understand why it happened. Whereas sometimes when we're in it, when we're in the the muckety muck or we're in the the shit show, we don't understand why it's happening in that moment. And when we are just even a step out of it, even a breath out of it, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm able to say, oh, you know what? It's all good. Cause that actually worked out. Cause that move this over and then it's like an energetic domino effect that things just start to change so yeah so quickly now from this place of deliberate creation and that Mm -hmm. was something that took me a while to recognize just how powerful I actually am and just how powerful Mm -hmm. we actually are that when we become conscious of a deliberate creative relationship that we have with source that we have with God that's when a lot of shit starts to make a whole lot of sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately. Sure. Almost sure. immediately where we're able to say, okay, so 
I was in that career. I was in that marriage. I was in that because I needed to learn that I am not here to be a participant in anyone else's projection. I am here to be a deliberate co-creator in the manifestation of the life that I truly desire. I am a person who experienced a fall from grace because I realized the grace I was in wasn't really mine anyway. Right. I'm here <laughs> to be the truth and speak the truth, even if it makes other people uncomfortable because I don't have the privilege of lying to myself or others anymore because I'm actually meant to build my own fucking pedestal. So Period. thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, and how how much of your time are you going to spend learning those lessons? I it, it came to the point where I was like, I no longer need that lesson. I no longer need to experience that again to know, again and again to know better. So I would like to not do that again. And God was like, bet. You know, and I went on about my business in, on another path in a different direction because that's not the contract I signed no more. I'm done with that lesson. I learned it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it. You don't. I don't have to repeat that. But a lot of times we repeat and repeat and repeat. That's how I end up being six and a half years or fourteen mm-hmm. years or however long you spend in those cycles. You decide to keep yourself entrapped in those until you make the choice that you're sick of your own shit, man. Mm. Like, I just got sick of my own crap. Like, how are you going to keep treating me like this? You know, mm. like, and inner me looked at me like, how are you going to keep doing this to me? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, do I deserve this? You know, like, mm. is this is this what you think we deserve? So I had to like sit back and look at myself in the mirror. I did some intense mirror work. Mm-hmm. When I say Keisha, I'm from 2008, I quit my career in 2018 from mm-hmm. 2018 to today, right? Till present, I have spent it intentionally healing my life, resting, mm-hmm. figuring out where I was going wrong, like not rushing my life. I'm aging backward, man. Like Girl. I'm 40 mm. pounds less. I'm lighter and just in in feel, vibrational feeling. I'm letting myself <clears throat> ascend and be where mm. I need to be. You know, um, the 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 more we let go of, the less we have to carry with us on the journey. Right. You know, like you go backpacking through a country, you're not backpacking with your crib on your back, you backpacking with all your essentials. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. only taking what I need on this road. <clears throat> I'm only taking what I need on this journey. Right. Um, and God will provide the rest. You know what I'm saying? Like and even if I dropped everything, I know in the next couple steps, because I got that type of faith that the guy's not going to let me die if I got a purpose. Mm. If I'm on purpose, you know, why would why would God be like, oh, well, I know you got halfway to go on your journey, so I'm just going to let you drop dead here. No, B, I'm going to keep you. I got you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I always feel kept, even in those times. Those are the times where you can't lose faith. Mm. where you where you don't see the end in mind or anywhere near you that's where you don't lose the faith not when shit going good like it's it's gucci it's easy 
to to be happy and love God and say praise Jesus when all is well. Mm-hmm. But when when you like, okay, is you coming or not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did like, I give you the right that, address? That, Do I need to drop a right? ping? <laughs> like, like, you want me to ping you again? I'm right here. At the... <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Need to send some smoke signals up with you. Yeah, so what? Right. Oh I mean, my God. It's in those times where you're just supposed to stand in faith because mm-hmm. that really gives God the understanding that you get that I'm I'm here for you. When you are your most fearful, like I I mean I've seen my daughter in in stages of fright, and I'm sure you've seen this with your son, where mm-hmm. she looked around like, "Where is the fuck is my mama at?" You right. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, "I'm right, right here, in air." You mm-hmm. know, like it's that it's that moment for yep. God. You know what I'm saying? To know, like, okay, that that one, no, no matter what, I'm gonna be here. I'm going to yeah. be here in your most worried times and your most scared times when you don't feel like you can go on. You don't feel like you can breathe. I got you. You call on me. I got you. You say, mommy, if I, I, I you right know, here. in a crowd, in Girl, a crowd of a you know your mofos, child. if your child say mama, you know where you you're going. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just like when I when I sit and I pray and I say, oh, my God, my God, mm-hmm. God is going to show up. Like, I heard you call. You mm-hmm. need my help. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's that type of relationship. Exactly. <laughs> it's and it's, right. And it's and it, and what I love about that relationship with source, with God is mm-hmm. is the is growing to this place of and you're actually always here you don't ever right. go anywhere. So I don't really, right. like when I'm calling you, it's almost like I'm nudging myself. Like, man, I've been here. Yes. What? What? <laughs> right. I've been here the whole time. What else? Did you think right. I left? Because I didn't doing? leave. Right. I never go to sleep. I don't ever go on break. I never <laughs> clock out. This is a, <laughs> right. Right. Um, an abundant, limitless source of energy and presence and love that is available for you all the time. So thank you for calling because I've literally been waiting yes. for your call yes. you know what I mean like that's what yes. it feels like and it feels yeah. like you know the presence just comes in with with the swiftness where it's like oh mm-hmm. and you actually came through with more than I was actually expecting what right thank you right. okay right. talk about you right. know exceeding expectations and I love what you said about it's and this is where you know my dad and I have deep conversations about this all the time is that the work happens you're like your work in your faith, your work in your walk, your work in your relationship with source, with God is in the moments when it's not going the way that you quote unquote wanted it to. It's in those moments that the work happens when you're like, when God is like, yeah, mm -hmm, I'm here. And also this is happening. So we good. good. We good? Are you gonna break up with me now? We not we not okay anymore because I, right. you know, it's like <laughs> oh, you just, you're not gonna call right. me back anymore because I you have a car accident. Oh, okay, so we not good. Oh, okay, that's fine. Right. Right. When you come back, because you will come back. And so I think that it's in those moments that we, you know, in these human bodies, really get to say to ourselves, oh, okay, so what you're saying is. 
I need to be in communion, in connection, in relationship, in communication with source all the time, not just when things are going really well, because it's easy to celebrate sunshine. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy, we tell ourselves, it's not as easy to to celebrate when it's cloudy, when it's rainy, when it's cold, when it's bitter. Like Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves, well, this must be what it feels like when God is not around. This must be, God must have forgot about me or why am I being punished and yada, yada, yada. And a lot of that goes deep into programming and you know dogma and things like that. What I'm grateful for is that there is a sense of awakening that's happening with people right now where they're starting to recognize, even in little tiny bits, that this relationship with source with this abundant loving energy that it's available for everyone and yes. everyone's communication is going to look a little bit different everyone's you know method of getting to that good feeling place is going to look a little bit different what i think is happening collectively is that we're all recognizing that we need it mm-hmm. and we like it and we want more yes. of it <laughs> so yes. we're looking for like how do i plug in to have this mm-hmm. all the time what does that look like? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you stay connected to source, even living the human experience? Because the human experience is quite painful. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you have a good understanding that you're connected to source, it doesn't, the pain necessarily is just there to send you messages on where your error, right. you're erring, right? Right. So it's just a signal that you're doing something improperly right it's just like in in yoga when we explain you get in this pose it can be uncomfortable but if it's painful get the hell out of it get out of it because you shouldn't feel pain consistently right it's about discomfort god will put there will be things along your path that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but painful that is more of a you thing. That's an error thing. That's a, that not quite there, not quite that direction. You're a little outside of your lane, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have people scraping up against your car because you're out of your lane. Like Mm -hmm. just scoot over a little bit. It's going to be a little uncomfortable because it's tight, Mm -hmm. but just stay in your lane. I got you, you know? Um, So definitely, definitely, definitely. All of that. I love that. Well, we are going to switch gears before we wrap up and I release you back into your day. (laughs) 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 I can do this all day. I love those conversations. This is like, especially with people who are aligned with you. It's just like, bruh, all day. So good. you know it's like so twenty eight of us like that's it. I'm just playing. It's a lot. No, of no, there is. <laughs> right. Like, are there at least thirty? Have we made thirty? <laughs> did thirty people get to the? Did everybody find the the location? But no, I I feel the same way. I what I love about conversations like these is that it's always a loving confirmation that. I'm not in this by myself, you know what I mean? That there are others out there. And while we might still be small in number, as far as we know, we are like mighty in power, you know? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even this conversation today, like I, you know, sometimes we'll put some questions and things like that in my notes to ask. And as the conversation progressed, it was like, Time for a break. 
time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. You were answering the questions before I could even ask them, which was really beautiful. So I was like, okay, aligned. So (laughs) what I'd like to do is um, at the end of my podcast, I like to do something called complete the sentence. So I'm going to give you like a little sentence prompt and then you can complete it in whatever way feels natural to you. So the first one Mm. is I am happiest when. Mm. (laughs) When life is easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am. Good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I just am. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. The next is I want my legacy to be. I spread God's word with all my heart. And the last one is I showed myself love today by. I've showed myself love today by doing this podcast. Mm. This is a labor of love right here. This is this is very loving for me. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. So the last thing I have for you is that I've been working with this Oracle deck called the Oracle of E for the last couple of years now. And I love it because it's um it's fun, it's lighthearted and it has exactly 52 cards in the deck. So I just want you to pick a number between 1 and 52. 13. 13. Oh, yeah, you said this morning 13 was your number. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, so the message is entangled, not like Jada. Um, entangled. <laughs> <laughs> that was my past life. <laughs> but. <laughs> The message is entangled, and it says, you would probably call what's about to happen synchronicity, or maybe even coincidence. Au contraire, the big truth is you are already connected to everything and everyone. Quantum physics has its own name for it, entanglement. The reason it appears that all ducks are lining up on your behalf right now is because you're finally paying attention. Let the games begin. I was wrong. Oh, I so felt that too. I felt that. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate that. I appreciate this this podcast and what you do in general. You know, I feel like you are just just a beautiful mirror of who I am. I do believe that we are all connected. That is a true belief of mine. Um, I believe in the law of one. And just from the day that I met you and I saw your tattoo, I was like, it's sacred geometry. Like, this is supposed to. 
I still got the picture of your tattoo in my phone. I was like, this is like so crazy what is happening right now. Like it's me existing on a, in a different dimension, right? Mm-hmm. Like I always felt like LA when I went to LA, um, cause I would go every year. This is the first year I didn't get to go. I had my trip booked to everything. This is the first time that I didn't get to go to the West Coast in six years. So I was just Mm. distraught. But I've always felt like there's a piece of me in that land. And Mm. I just, I met you and I was like, that is, I believe that's what what I was feeling. Mm. Um, I just truly do. Um, You are on purpose and in purpose. And I am just honored to just know you. So oh, thank you. I yeah. received that. Yes, I, I received I received that. I <laughs> would say reflection, I am a reflection of you and definitely feel that that soul connection. You know, I think sometimes yeah. when you have a light that is as bright as yours, that it does get segmented in many different ways and mm-hmm. many different dimensions simultaneously. And yeah. when I met you at the retreat I was like who is that I need to know her right now <laughs> and it was just yeah. an immediate you know connection and I you know I'm so grateful for your continued presence and for you continuing to to be your truth to stand firmly in your truth and to share your gifts in the abundant and beautiful way that you do this world has no idea how much is actually still inside you that is just going to come pouring out. I just don't. Yeah. Pouring out, girl. It's going to come pouring out. I see it. I see it. I see it. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And um, we'll be in touch soon. So you'll be getting like all kind of like formal stuff from me after this. But, you know. So, yeah. Before before we get off, I just want to remind you. Okay. That today, a year ago, was the last day of our retreat. <gasps> really? Oh, so wow. I, I have my diary. I journal. I journal constantly, right? Mm-hmm. So this was, I wanted to share this with you. The first night I was at that retreat, I was like, I don't like it. I want to go, <laughs> right? The last night, I was like, dear diary, my yoga weekend retreat has ended. It was amazing. Mm. And it was truly because of you. Um, Mm. So I just wanted to remind you, a year ago today, I wrote, you had to exercise. It was invitation. Today, I invite in what will take the space of what I released yesterday. I'm going to cry. Oh. And in that, in that focus, Will, it said podcast. <gasps> I swear to God. Whoa. <sighs> I love it. So <laughs> I just, I'm just so. God is good. So good. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Oh, I love. See? See? Yeah. See what happens? See? Like, you know, like, just let Thor show up the way it does and these beautiful, gentle reminders. 
Yes, I love that. Yeah. Wow. Ain't nothing coincidental. It's all on purpose. It's all with intention. Oh, I love that. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that with me. Oh, that made you're my day. welcome. Oh, that made my day. <laughs> oh my gosh, that made my day. Hmm. Yeah. All right, my dear. Well, I send you with love and light, peace and prosperity over your life today and every day. Yes. I honor you, my soul sister. I love you so much. Love you too. Love you, love you, love you. All right. I'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. It's time to wrap this up. And I just want to say very sincerely, thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day. And I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment, I see the light. I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.